My name is Charlie. I'm one of the pastors here with Missio Tempe. We are a congregation that is part of a family of congregations across our valley. There's one in Phoenix and one in Mesa, and together we're trying to be a family of missionary servants for the good of our city. There's a statement or a phrase I hear a lot, and maybe you do too, I'm guessing, and maybe you use it often as I do as well. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. In some ways, we wear that as a badge of honor in our culture, right? Like the more busy you are means the more important you are. If you're more busy, that means more people need you for some, for some reason or in your job, you're more needed or wanted or you're higher up in some capacity. I'm so busy is kind of the mantra or a, uh, a statement we like to make in our culture as a sign of significance and importance. And the church, us as the church, we're not immune to that as well, right? Uh, we are a people that also feel overwhelmed, feel like we don't have rhythms in place, where we feel just, uh, we can't even approach life sometimes in some days because we just feel so busy. And so what do we do with that? Do we just kind of stay in that spot and say, yes, that's really healthy, that's good, you should just continue to be busy and overrun and overwhelmed and you should wear it as a badge of honor like many in our culture do? Or... As God's people, is there a countercultural way to live in the midst of a really busy, overrun world, at least in the West? Well, there is. It's the idea in the biblical story of the Sabbath, the Shabbat, which was this rich picture of God's people resting one out of every seven days. And so for the next uh, three weeks in the month of June, as we've been doing in previous months of uh, this year, we want to focus just for a few minutes at this part of the service each week on a vision of the Sabbath a vision of the Sabbath and how it might look for us to enter into that as a people. You might know if you've been gathering with us, but the whole month of July we take as a Sabbath month where we're not even going to gather on Sundays, at least in person. We're going to gather on Zoom for, at 9 a.m. for those four Sundays in July. And many of you are going to be in San Diego or some other place vacationing during July. So that's part of it too. But how do we enter into a month of rest, a Sabbath month? And so we want to kind of prepare you for the next couple of weeks to give you a vision this week what the Sabbath is not next week, and then what the Sabbath is, maybe some practices, some tools for you to enter into a Sabbath rest as we look forward to July. Sound good? So the three things I want you to hear today, of a vision of the Sabbath, the first thing is this. The Sabbath is the hinge of the Ten Commandments. It's the hinge. Here's what I mean. If you read the Ten Commandments, which Nick Barker back here did a wonderful sermon on a couple months ago. If you haven't listened to it or you weren't there, go listen to it as he explains each commandment. But it's the hinge, as in the Sabbath is the fourth commandment in both the Exodus and Deuteronomy account, Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5. It's a hinge because the first three commandments are about loving God, and the last six are about loving neighbor. So the Sabbath is the hinge between the two, that if we are a people that faithfully practice the Sabbath, a period of rest, it should result in us loving God and loving neighbor. It's the hinge. It's central to what God's doing in the commandments. If you read the commandment accounts, it's actually the most uh, it has the most verses attributed to it of all the commandments. It has four verses in each Deuteronomy and Exodus. It's the hinge. Now, here's what's really interesting. Here's the next point. The Sabbath is not only the hinge of the Ten Commandments, it's a creational norm. It's a norm. Uh, we live in a culture where, in many ways, we try to redefine every part of God's creational order. We try to, in a sense, deconstruct everything we can possibly deconstruct, but yet in the vision of God's world, there's, a crea there's creational norms. There's a way God's made the world. There's this quote that I use often. I don't even know what this guy, this guy's got a cool name. His name's H.H. Farmer. I think he was a philosopher, maybe a theologian, but he says, if you go against the grain of God's creation, you will get splinters. 
you will get splinters if you go against the way God's made the world. And in the Exodus account, when they outline the Sabbath God does there through Moses, he says the reason you should rest every seventh day is because God rested on the seventh day. That is a revolutionary idea in the ancient Near East when the Bible was written because every other creature, uh, uh, culture saw the relationship between the gods and people as people were slaves to appease the gods. And the gods were restless and they needed to make humans to, in a sense, give them rest. And yet in the creation account in, Genesis, in Exodus and Genesis, what we see is a God out of his good pleasure and love rests on the seventh day as an act of completeness and invites humans to do the same. It's a creational norm. Cultures around the world have tried to make even a 10-day uh, work week or a 10-day week, like in Germany many years ago. It doesn't work. There's something built into this rhythm of six days of work and one day of rest. So it's the hinge of the Ten Commandments. It's a creational norm we see in Exodus. But then thirdly, it's a rhythm of resistance to the cultures at hand. If you continue reading in the Old Testament, you get to Deuteronomy, which is a second telling of the Ten Commandments. And the only thing that changes from Exodus to Deuteronomy with the Ten Commandments is the reason why the people should practice Sabbath. At first, in Exodus, it was because it's a creational norm, because God rests on the seventh day, you should rest. But in Deuteronomy, the reason why God's people are supposed to rest is because you were once slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt. If you're a slave, you work 24-7. There is no rest. And God's trying to remind his people, you remember what slavery was like when you worked nonstop. Do not submit to other pharaohs of your day. Do not submit to others that demand 24-7 allegiance of your time and efforts, but rather enter into a rhythm of rest as a rhythm of resistance to the culture at large. So not only is it a creational norm, but if you've tried to rest in our culture, you will find resistance to it. I find it all the time, like, oh, I could get that thing done. I could buy that thing on Amazon. I could go and make sure I finish that project I was working on. You just can't help yourself because you've been molded and made to work 24-7, constant go. Your phone never turns off. Notifications always come. It's endless. And so to resist that is a rhythm of resistance. So it's a hinge of the commandments. It's a creational norm, how God made the world. And it's a rhythm of resistance of what it looks like for us to be a distinct people, not for ourselves, but as that hinge to be both a result of both us loving God and loving neighbor as we rest one day out of every seven. And so for the next couple of weeks, we're gonna kind of outline what the Sabbath is not in light of that vision. And then lastly, what the Sabbath is and so maybe some tools for you to practice as an individual, as a family, as a missional community as we look forward to July. That's where we're gonna start. Here's my question for you and then we're gonna transition to the sermon this morning. My question for you just to uh, reflect on silently is do you have a regular rhythm of rest right now? Do you have some kind of regular rhythm of rest? We're going to talk about what, what rest isn't, but rest isn't like, hey, you just binged on a whole Netflix series and watched 12 episodes. Like, but do you have a real rhythm of rest? Like where you enter into a space where you have communion and relationship with God and you have joy and gratitude for the good gifts of God's creation extended toward your neighbor. Do you have a rhythm like that? And if you don't, why, why is that? Why is that? What, what about your life uh, seems to prevent you from having a regular rhythm of rest? 